Hello and welcome to The Great Gildersleeve from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. The Kraft Food Company presents Willard Waterman as The Great Gildersleeve. Great Gildersleeve is brought to you partially transcribed by the Kraft Foods Company. Kraft, makers of Velveeta, the famous pasteurized processed cheese food that tastes so good and is so good for you. Yes, Velveeta is another of the Kraft family of fine foods. Foods you can depend on for delicious eating, for wholesome, healthy eating. So remember, to get the cheese food of quality, get Velveeta, the cheese food that's made by Kraft. Enterprising young fellows like Leroy are busy lining up work for the summer. It's also the season when enterprising older fellows like the great Gildersleeve wish they didn't have to work. Oh, what a balmy day. Right, George, I've got a good notion to take off and go to the baseball game. Well, shouldn't you be at the water department, Unky? Well, Marjorie, I might just send the mayor a telegram saying I've gone to visit my sick grandmother. <laughs> what if the mayor happens to go to the game? We'll just sit together and talk about our sick grandmother. Oh, Unky. Yeah, I think I'll go to the game and take Paula. She likes baseball. Yeah, I'll run across the street and ask her if she'd like to go this afternoon. I doubt if she'll give you a date after you stood her up the other night. Marjorie, I didn't stand her up. I had a good reason for not filling my engagement with Paula. She said it was a very silly excuse. What's so silly about staying out at the reservoir all night fixing a snifter valve? Well, it sounds a little lame to a woman. Yeah, you can't expect a woman to know anything about a snifter valve. Hi, Bertie. Hello, Leroy. Is Uncle still home? He's with Miss Marjorie. Thanks. Hello, Uncle. Uncle. In the parlor, Leroy. Uncle, I got my summer job lined up. Summer job? Can you got the promise you'll let me do it. What are you going to do, Leroy? Yes, before I promise, what is the job? Working at the bowling alley. What? Yeah, 50 cents an hour for setting pins. Leroy, you can't take that job. Setting pins is dangerous. I know. The judge and I used to bowl. But everybody isn't as wild as you and the judge. Well, I'm not going to have you standing at the end of an alley with people throwing balls at you. Heavens no. What a ridiculous way to spend the summer. Let me do it, Unc. It'll keep me off the streets. I'd rather have you on the streets than in the alleys. <laughs> it's good money. Let me do it, Unc. No. I'll even let you off the hook. You won't have to pay me my allowance. Hey, no. Oh, Walker, well, I have to have some money. I gotta do something. My boy, I think it's fine that you want to work. I don't want to discourage it. Find some way to make money at home. Like what? When I got my allowance up to seventy-five cents, I figured I'd hit the top at home. <laughs> Leroy, when I say work, I don't mean work me. When I was a boy, I wasn't too interested in working for somebody else, as I was starting a business of my own. How'd you get sidetracked? <laughs> what do you mean? Well, now you work for everybody who wants to take a bath or a drink of water. Uh, well, at least I'm the head of the water department. What you want to do is head up your own business. Start something here in the neighborhood. Like what? Well, you can mow lawns, Leroy, or, or have a lemonade stand. Lemonade stand. 
And muscle in on the six-year-old? <laughs> well, when I was your age, I had a garden and sold vegetables. Another year, I raised rabbits. There's no money in rabbits now. Easter's over. <laughs> if you set your mind to it, my boy, there are plenty of things to do. Just to start you off, I'll set you up in business. Gee, what kind of business? Well, that's up to you. I'll give you $5 to invest any way you see fit. Oh, boy, $5? Of course, it has to be a home project. And I'll give you complete use of the backyard from the clothesline to the incinerator. You mean it, Unc? You bet. Here, here's the $5. Hey, I'm a success. I got money and property. Now I don't have to work. Leroy. Only kidding, Unc. Four, five, six. Half a dozen roses should help win Paula over. She doesn't have to know I picked them in her front yard. I mean, this is a bold thing for you to do, Gildersleeve. Now I know it's spring. Ring around the rosy, pocket full of posies. Why, that, Morton? Yeah, it's me. How are you, Paula? May I come in? I don't know. I have roses for you. They're lovely. But I didn't know you had roses. Well, I have good contacts. <laughs> you can come in. For a minute. How about six minutes? I have six roses. Oh, <laughs> come in, Throckmorton. I can't be angry with you. You've no reason to be angry with me, Paula. I wouldn't have broken the date with you for anything but a snifter valve. Oh, did that burn me up? Whoever heard of a snifter valve? Oh, Paula. How about declaring a truce and going to the baseball game this afternoon? Well, I don't know if I should give you another date. Even an afternoon date? To go to a baseball game? Oh, really, I can't go this afternoon. Okay, tomorrow? Tomorrow afternoon? Well... The next day? Well, wait a minute. I haven't decided about tomorrow yet. Oh, say you'll go. All right, we'll go tomorrow. Great! But it's only a great love that makes me say yes. Paula, you mean that? I love baseball. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I'm home. Oh, hello, Auntie. Well, Marjorie, have a nice day? Uh-huh. Did you go to the baseball game this afternoon? No, couldn't talk Paula into it today. But we're going tomorrow. Besides, I decided I shouldn't take off on a working day. Oh? So I sit at the office and listen to the game on the radio. Leroy here? Well, I haven't seen him since he left home this morning with your $5. It doesn't usually take Leroy all day to spend $5. I guess he's looking for a business venture. Mr. Gill, please. Yes, Bertie. If you look for Leroy, he just came in the driveway pushing a wheelbarrow. Hey, come on, Margie. You wonder what he's doing with the wheelbarrow. He's taking a big white box out in the backyard. Well, he's bought something. Let's go see what it is. Bertie's got some this, too. What could he be keeping in a box? Oh, it could be a number of things. Guinea pig, pigeon. Hi, everybody. Well, Leroy, what do you have in the box? Put your ear down there and see if you can get Well, all right. Get closer. Leroy. Do I hear bees? 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 Yeah, bees. This bee's all right. 
Take a listen, Mike. No, thanks. Bertie, take a... Where is she? I'm over here behind this tree. <laughs> they won't hurt you, Bertie. You can make pets out of them. No, sir. Bertie ain't got no bees. <laughs> Look, I got a book on them. It says here, every successful beekeeper, that's me, develops a strong affection for the busy little creatures. Does it really say that, Leroy? Yeah. Uncle Mort made Leroy get rid of these bees. Mort, they won't hurt anything out here in the yard. How's Bertie going to hang clothes on the line with bees buzzing all around? Bertie, come out from behind that tree. No, sir. One thing a bee can't do is see around a corner. Bertie's staying right here. <laughs> Leroy, why do you want to keep bees? Well, anybody keeps bees going to find it hard to keep Bertie. Auntie, you'll have to do something. Gosh, you're just keeping a little kid from making big money. Well, Marjorie, Bertie, perhaps we should give the bees a chance. Learn a little more about them. I'm sure we'll get along together. Let's read the book, Leroy. Okay. That's this. The business end of bees. That does it. Bertie don't want no part of the business end of no bees. <laughs> Leroy, I ain't been out there this morning shaking hands with him. I warn you, Leroy, when Uncle Mort comes down to breakfast, I'm going to have another talk with him. But, Marge, if you read the book, you'd see there's nothing to be afraid of. All you got to do is get acquainted with them. Oh, fine. And learn their ways. They don't like you if you don't do the things they resent. Listen to what it says. Here. You're okay if you don't wear dark clothes around bees. That makes them mad. Well, they always sound mad to me. Nah, most of the time they just buzz for fun. Another thing the book says, when a bee comes home loaded with honey, don't stand in their line of flight. What happens if you do? You get stung, naturally. <laughs> and the thing that makes them maddest is when you spy on them. They don't want you lifting the lid of their hive and looking inside. Good morning, little family. Hi, Aunt. Good morning, Miss Gilsey. Well, nice day for the ball game. Yeah. Shall I start your eggs, Miss Gilsey? Yes, Bertie, thank you. And while Bertie's fixing breakfast, Leroy, let's bounce out and say hello to the bees. Sure. Uncle Mort, you'd better not wear that blue serge suit. Why not? It's good enough for the ball game. It's good enough for the bees. All right. Good luck. Dark clothes make them excited, Uncle. Oh, that's silly. Why should a bee care what I wear? Hey, look. Some of them are buzzing around the flowers already. Yes, indeed. Look at the happy little fellows. They're working for you, Leroy. Boy, oh boy. They make the honey and I make the money. <laughs> well, let's see what goes on here. Aunt, you think you ought to peep through the slot like that? Leroy, I'm getting acquainted with the little fellow. Well, if one makes a beeline home, you'll get acquainted all right. <laughs> Leroy, I know a thing or two about bees. Basically, they're a man's friend. The only insect that provides a portion of man's food. That's the part I like about them. We can learn a lot from bees, my boy. They have a wonderful system of government. They learn to live and work together in harmony. It's something people haven't learned to do yet. I think I'll lift the lid. You're not supposed to lift the lid of the high bunks. They really resent that. I just want to see what they're doing. Well, look at that industry. It's inspiring. Right, George Leroy, this is the finest project you ever had. Leroy? Where are you? Behind the tree. <laughs> oh, 
Oh, there's nothing to be afraid of. Hello, little beast. Beast. Now watch it, beast. Beast, settle down. Stay in there. Oh! Bertie, Marjorie, somebody open the door. Just in time. Are you okay, Unc? Leroy, those bees have got to go. The great Gildersleeve will be back in just a minute. <sighs> spring. Wonderful, isn't it? I guess I have just a touch of spring fever, but then almost everyone does. And, Mother, if these bright and sunny mornings find you wishing you didn't have quite so much to do, just listen to this idea for a quick and easy lunch and main dish that'll give you more time to indulge your spring fever. It's simply open-faced sandwiches you make with slices of trimmed and toasted white bread, spread with Miracle Whip salad dressing, and topped with a slice of tomato, a good thick slice of Velveeta, Kraft's golden pasteurized processed cheese food, and a strip or two of broiled bacon. You put these sandwiches in a moderate oven just until the Velveeta is melted, and there you are with a wonderful hot dish that's quick and easy to fix and really good to eat. You bet your life it is, because Velveeta has a marvelous, rich, yet mild cheddar cheese flavor. And Velveeta adds lots of nourishment to that lunch. Lots of high-quality, complete proteins, as well as other important food values from milk. And remember, this cheese food is digestible as milk itself. Let wholesome, delicious Velveeta be your handy helper for all kinds of hot and cold sandwiches and snacks. Get a two-pound loaf tomorrow. Just be sure you see the name Velveeta on the package you buy. Velveeta is the cheese food of finest quality, and it's made only by Kraft. Great Gildersleeve gave his nephew, Leroy, $5 to invest in a business. And Leroy came home with a colony of bees. Well, let's take it from there. Leroy, why did you have to bring home a swarm of bees? Oh, aren't you sure I could invest the money any way I wanted to? Well, when they chased me in the house, I suddenly changed my mind. I told you they'd resent it when you lifted the lid off their hive. I was just trying to be sociable. Ungrateful little demons. Well, you're the only ones they seem to bother, Unky. Have you been out in the backyard, Marjorie? Of course. The bees and I seem to get along fine. That's strange. They were too busy gathering honey to pay any attention to me. Now, you see how harmless they are, Unc? Leroy, anything that carries a concealed weapon isn't considered harmless. <laughs> Bertie didn't like them bees at first, but she ain't got nothing against them anymore. Oh? They didn't bother me when I hung out the coat. You see, Unc? All right, but they'll turn on you sooner or later. Thank goodness I don't have to stay around the house all day. I can go to the office and get away from them. And that's where I'm going. Goodbye, Unky. So long. Goodbye. Oh, 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 oh. Perfect day for baseball. Well, I'll get a little work done at the office and then drop back for Paula. How's that? B? Where are you? Oops. Right over my head. Hope I can make it back to the side. Whew. Made it. Well, what happened, Auntie? Marjorie, 
You know that fool bee was waiting outside for me? That must have been a sentinel, Unc. A sentinel? Yeah, the book says if bees don't like you, they'll guard a house for 24 hours waiting for you to come out. Oh, my goodness. That one certainly wanted to get at me. Yeah. Now he's even ringing the doorbell. <laughs> oh, Leroy. Yeah, perhaps you'd better, Bertie. Morning, Bertie. Morning, Judge Hooker. You see, Uncle Bees didn't bother the judge. Well, I guess bees don't bother old goats. <laughs> Hello, Judge. Leroy has a swarm of bees, Judge. Yes. Yeah. Come on, Marge. Let's go out and water them. All right. Why don't you let the water commissioner water them? Judge, those confounded bees won't let me out of the house. They won't. No, Uncle's a prisoner. Come on, Marge. I have a date to take Paul to the baseball game this afternoon, but... Now I don't know if I can get out. Timid beekeepers often wear a net. I don't have a net. Well, you're a city official. Why don't you borrow a net from the dog catcher? Yeah. Only kidding, only kidding. But I do know that bees are controlled by smoke. They are? Yeah, it confuses them when you blow smoke into the hive. Judge, this bee is guarding the door. Well, herd him into the hive and blow smoke into it. How do you herd a bee into a hive? That's your problem. I... <laughs> yes, yes. I had to break a date with Paula last week. If I don't show up this afternoon, it's curtains. She'll never want to see me again. Why don't you and Paula call it off? You're both going to get stung. What do you mean? Well, if you step out the door, you get stung. And she steps out with you, she gets stung. <laughs> Judge, a fellow who calls himself a lawyer should have some constructive suggestions. Well, if you're calling upon my legal talents, I could get an injunction against the bee. An injunction, Judge? To prohibit the culprit from picketing your property. <laughs> and should he sting you, we have him on a charge of illegal entry. <laughs> Silly old coot. Well, I must be on my way, Gildy. Now, if the bee continues to annoy you, just give me a buzz and I'll have Chief Gates put him in jail. I don't have to give you a buzz. You've got one in your bonnet. <laughs> well, it's high noon. I wonder if those bees knocked off for lunch. I think I'll take a peek out the door. Hmm. Coast seems to be clear. No, you don't. <laughs> he was above the door all the time, pretending he was a nail head. <laughs> what a sneaky bee. Can't get out yet, Mr. Gilkey? No, not a chance, Bertie. No, sir. <laughs> Bertie, this is funny? No, sir. Well, I guess it's funny to people who are on friendly terms with me. Yeah, I'll get it, Bertie. It must be Peavy with my cigar. Watch out for the bees! I'm prepared this time. Hello, Peavy. Yeah, hello, Mr. Gildersleeve. Come in. Do you always threaten your callers with a broom? This is for the bees, Peavy. How's that? 
irritated, Leroy saw my bees, and they won't let me out of the house. That's why I asked you to bring the cigar. My, my. Perhaps I should have brought a whole box. You could be here for a week. Petey, I've got to get out this afternoon. I'm taking Paul to the baseball game. Well, I'll be watching it on television. I, I get pretty excited about baseball at times. You do? Mm-hmm. I was watching the game yesterday on the set in the store. Well, I took a long lead off a of second base, and I threw a glass through a showcase, trying to pick him off. Phoebe, you sound like an old baseball player. Mr. Gildersleeve, I was one of the best players the Apple River Paddywhacks ever had. I was a catcher from way back. Oh? I caught everything that came my way until I had to give up baseball to go to work. That's when I caught Mrs. Peavy. Phoebe, this isn't helping me get out of the house. Do you know anything about bees? Well, I know they make fairly good honey. But do you have any idea about how to keep them from attacking you? They didn't attack me. I know that. I'm the one they're after. <laughs> Every time I stick my head out of the door, the guard sounds the alarm and the whole swarm come flying at me like a charge of buckshot. Well, have you thought of disguising yourself, Mr. Gildersleeve? Disguising myself? Uh, why don't you try putting on my hat and going outside? They may think you're me returning to the drugstore. Hey, that's a wonderful idea. I think so. But I think a better test would be for you to step outside wearing my hat. <laughs> no, I wouldn't say that. to the baseball game this afternoon, you better get started. Yeah, I can, Marjorie. Those bees are still out there. Mr. Peavy's idea didn't work, Hank. No. They knew I was the same man wearing a funny hat. Well, I think it's perfectly ridiculous for a big, grown man to be afraid to step out of the house. Well, I could take one sting, but how do I know the whole swarm won't be after me again? Try it, and let's find out. <laughs> well, Uncle, you better call your date and tell her you can't come over because you're afraid of a bee. I can't tell her that, Marjorie. Last week she thought it silly because I didn't show up because of a snifter valve. She never believed this bee story. Leroy, can't you call your bees off, Uncle? If I could, I would. I don't like this situation any better than Uncle does. I'm losing money. That bee guarding the door hasn't done a lick of work all day. <laughs> I'm right by the phone, Bertie. Hello? Oh, it's you, Paula. There's your girl, Uncle. I know, Leroy. Oh, no, Uncle hasn't forgotten you. He's been standing at the door for the past hour. Sounds a little upset, Uncle. Do you want to talk to her? You tell her I'll be right over. He says he'll be right over, Paula. Bye. You gonna make a run for it, Uncle? You bet. I'd rather face an angry bee than an angry woman. Okay, here's your hat. Don't push me, Leroy. I'll just pull my coat over my head. Yeah. You can see where you're going by looking for a buttonhole. All right. Just hold the door open. Goodbye, Auntie. Door's open. Here I go. Here, I'm glad there's no traffic in the street. I'd hate to have to hurdle a the car. I should... I Hey, I made it. No sign of the bees. By George, I outsmarted them. Yeah, I'll bet that bee is still hanging around my porch wondering what happened. <laughs> Stupid little fellow. Oh! He got me! 
fall off over the door. He got me. He got me. He got me. Oh, God. He's a bee right in the back of the neck. Oh, come in. Come in. Come yeah, I know you think you're silly making a fuss about a bee. Oh, I don't think it's silly at all. Your yeah, darn bee followed me clear across the street and ambushed me from behind. Oh. Now sit down and loosen your collar. <laughs> Thank you, Paula. Does it hurt? Yeah. Oh, let Paula see. Oh, you poor boy. Yeah. That mean old bee. Here, let Paula rub the back of your neck. Yeah. Is it feeling better? <laughs> Shall we go? Do we have to? I'll get my coat. Paula? Yes? Do we have to leave right away? Well, if we don't, we'll be late for the game. Heck. Isn't better than baseball. See, I wonder. Stockmorton, where are you going? Out in the porch. B. Oh, B. Here I am. Come back. <laughs> Great Gildersleeve will be with us again in just 30 seconds. Wondering what to have for that fourth meal of the day? I mean, that late evening snack we all enjoy so much? Then try this. Get out your favorite crispy crackers and Velveeta, Kraft's golden pasteurized processed cheese food. Sliced or spread on crackers or bread, Velveeta is delicious with a fine, rich, yet mild cheddar cheese flavor. Velveeta is a wholesome snack, too, and it's digestible, as digestible as milk itself. For wonderful snacks, keep well-stocked with Velveeta, the cheese food of top quality made only by Kraft. Jarn <laughs> bees. Roll the door open, Bertie. I'm holding the door. Look out. Get away. Just made it in from the garage. Those confounded bees were right behind me. <laughs> you ain't been stung in a couple of days, Mr. Gillsleeve. I don't know if you're speeding up or the bees are slowing down. <laughs> well, I've had all of this I can take. I'm through being a target for that squadron of honey chasers. Leroy! What is it, Unc? <laughs> Leroy, that beehive has got to go. But you said I could keep it. I paid for it. It's a business. Well, you'll never make any money out of it. Never. If you're smart, you'll get rid of it right now. I don't want to get rid of it. Look, my boy, I'll give you five dollars to take it away. Five dollars? That's what I paid for it. Well, you'll never make any money on those bees. I'll give you six dollars. No, I don't think so. Leroy, you'll never make a profit of them. I'll give you ten dollars. Confounded, Leroy, there's no money in bees. I'll give you $15. Make it 20 and you've got a deal. You're all right, 20. There, there's your money. Now go out and buy something that will bring a return on your investment. Five, ten, fifteen, twenty. Well, I know what I'm going to buy. What? Four more hives of bees. <laughs> 
water, boy. Great Gildersleeve is played by Willard Waterman. The show is written by John Elliott and Andy White and is partially transcribed. Included in the cast are Walter Tetley, Mary Lee Robb, Lillian Randolph, Gene Bates, Earl Ross, and Dick Legrand. Musical compositions by Jack Meekin. This is John Heaston saying goodnight for the Kraft Foods Company, makers of the famous line of Kraft quality food products. Be sure to listen in next Wednesday and every Wednesday for the further adventures of The Great Gildersleeve. Done up just right, a delicious hamburger can be truly a gourmet's delight, a big deal in eating pleasure. Of course, just about every good cook knows that a dash of Kraft prepared mustard really makes a hamburger. Because when you add a little mustard, you add a lot of tang. Kraft mustard, naturally. There are two kinds of Kraft prepared mustard. Mild Kraft mustard, if you like it smooth and delicately spiced. Snappy Kraft mustard with horseradish added, if you like it nippy. Get both kinds of Kraft prepared mustard at your food store. Next, Groucho Marx presents You Bet Your Life on NBC.